0: This is the Talk of Fame Network, featuring Hall of Fame voters Ron Borges from the Boston Herald, Rick Goslin of the Dallas Morning News, and your Hall of Fame host, Clark Judge. And now, let the debates begin. Who is a Hall of Famer? Will they be enshrined in Canton? Do they have the numbers to get in? Let the experts who make the decision tell you who will be signing their name with HOF next to it. And now, it's the Talk of Fame Network.
1: Welcome to another edition of the Talk of Fame Network, For today, or tonight, depending on where you are, we salute tight ends and veterans. Who knows, we may even salute veteran tight ends. We'll be talking to Hall of Famer Kellen Winslow and Cincinnati's Tyler Eifert. We'll look into the future and see which tight ends are on the ready list for Canton. And we're going to commemorate Veterans Day by holding our Hall of Fame for veterans in today's game. We'll also hear why linebacker Carl Banks should be in the Hall of Fame, recognize one of the game's greatest coaches, and hand out our midseason Hall of Fame and shame report cards with awards for those who deserve them. But first, Goose, as always, going to start with you. Cover those Cowboys. Yep, they're on a six-game bender. Is it time to throw dirt on these guys? Yeah, I thought the Philadelphia game last Sunday night was a a must game. A
2: right-the-ship game, so to speak, but um, the ship hasn't been righted. And Tony Romo is still a game away from the field. I figure 9-7 and seven can win the division. That means the Cowboys would have to go 7-1 the rest of the way. And that's playing a schedule that includes games at Green Bay and Buffalo and home games against the Panthers and Jets. Good luck with that.
1: <laughs> Jeez, Goose, look at that division. 8-8 eight and eight might win it.
2: Yeah, 7-1 Carolina's division last year.
1: Yeah, that's right. Um, well, of course, one of the hot-button issues, Goose, that won't go away, Greg Hardy. We hear about him all the time. We know about the photos that were obtained last week. And we all know about the Cowboys standing behind this guy, or at least owner Jerry Jones, friend of the show, standing behind him. Is Greg Hardy with this team next year? What's your best guess?
2: Well, Hardy signed just a one-year deal, and before the photos came out, Jerry Jones talked about trying to extend him. Now I think the Cowboys have a wait-and-see attitude, wait-and-see if the fear over Hardy and the domestic violence issues dies down, wait-and-see if he can be a double-digit sacker this, uh, for a team that desperately needs a pass rush. You know, I, I think the follow-up, From the Hardy photo, Shock Jones, and I'd be surprised if he mentions Hardy again for the rest of the season. The less said at this point, the better. I think if he had his way, he would like to bring him back, though.
1: Okay, Ronnie, let's say the Cowboys don't re-sign him. How many teams do you think might be interested in him or teams that might try to sign him?
3: Well, I think if if he doesn't have any further uh, problems, there'll be a half a dozen or, or more. Look, the only reason that Greg Hardy's playing and Ray Rice isn't is that Ray Rice can't run anymore, and Greg Hardy can still smoke any blocker in front of him and kill a quarterback. Yeah, you're right you know, about this, that. It's You know how it is, guys. I mean, we've been around this most of our adult lives, for those of us that are adults. Uh, and it's uh, supply and demand, you know? I mean, guys like Hardy are in short supply, and the demand is high. I'm kind of thankful that guys like Hardy are in, sh- are in short supply <laughs> in the rest of society. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know, right. but in football, you'd like to have them.
1: Well, I'll tell you what about Carolina. You got to love these guys. I wish I had the Carolina at Las Vegas, but I love what they're doing. I mean, they cut Greg Hardy and they're goose, 8 0 without him. And Dallas, they're 0 4 with him.
2: Defense has been the foundation of the Panthers since Bill Polian began building that team in 1995. Kevin Green, Sam Hills, Lamar Latham, Eric Davis, Tyrone Poole going way back. And now it's Thomas Davis, Le- Luke Keekly, Josh Norman, Jared Allen. This team has an identity. In its defense, the quarterback is a complimentary piece, whether it's Kerry Collins, Jake DeLome, or Cam Newton. And when the quarterback plays at a Pro Bowl level, this defense can't compete for Super Bowls, which is what we're seeing right now.
3: Well, you know, also though, uh, you know, I wouldn't give Carolina too much credit. I mean, look, they didn't really have much of a choice. The guy did what he did on their watch. They knew how bad it really was. He'd already been convicted by a judge in, in North Carolina. Whereas from Jerry Jones's perspective, you know, this is post suspension and all that, so he he can. He could take a different approach and say, uh, you know, all that BS about second chances and tightly monitoring the situation. But what could Carolina do? They, they, they had to. Uh, they really didn't have a choice.
1: Well, one thing we know about Carolina, guys, it's a team to beat in the NFC. New England, Ron, the team you cover, it's a team to beat in the AFC, except they have an opponent this weekend that always gives them trouble when they're in this position. So, Ronnie, what chance do you give the Giants? Just yes, the G-men of pulling yet another upset of the Patriots.
3: Well, I think the G-men. Uh, this this G-men team is different than the ones that upset them in the Super Bowls. You know, they had a great front four in those uh, on those teams and could really rush uh, the interior, which gives Brady a lot of problems. They don't really have that uh, now. I, I the the history makes people think it's going to be a similar game, but the reality is they're not the same team. And if the only way they I can see them beating is Eli goes off and those receivers destroy their secondary, but I find that unlikely.
1: Well, speaking of Russian, Bron, we're going to rush a commercial. When we return, we'll sit down with Hall of Famer Kellen Winslow, get his thoughts on tight ends, Hall of Fame. Why the two sometimes don't go together? This is the Talk of Fame Network. Talk of Fame Network is brought to you by MyCleanPC. If your computer runs slowly, just log on to MyCleanPC.com for a free diagnosis. And within minutes, you can download software that can clean up what's slowing down your computer. That's MyCleanPC.com.
0: And now a touching moment. Well, staying in touch with Geico.
4: I remember it like it was yesterday. As I downloaded the Geico app, a bluebird landed on my finger. I said, Hey, Mr. Bluebird, did you know you can add a car to your Geico policy with just a tap of your finger? Just scan the VIN number. It's so easy. After that, we watched the sunset together and ate birdseed. The birdseed tasted super weird, but the sunset was nice.
0: Vin scanning to add a car. Just a few taps away on the Geico app.
5: Hi, Tom Bodette. Apparently, it's not enough to go on a weekend jog. Nowadays, so-called fun runs have barbed wire, mud bogs, and flaming hoops. Can poison blow darts be far behind? But Motel 6 is a safe stop in the long or short run. Always a clean, comfortable room for the lowest price of any national chain. Book online at motel6.com. I'm Tom Bodette, and we'll leave the light on for you. Ow, was that a blow dart?
6: Call Quicken Loans now at 800-QUICKEN to see if you qualify for the government's Home Affordable Refinance Program, or HARP. And for five years in a row now, J.D. Power has ranked Quicken Loans highest in the nation in customer satisfaction. And for the second year in a row, they've also ranked us highest in mortgage servicing. Call 800-QUICKEN or visit quickenloans.com. Visit jdpower.com for award information. Call for cost information and conditions. Equalizing lender, license in all 50 states, consumer Access.org number 3030.
7: When you cough all day, you forget what a miracle coughing is. Your cough soars out of your mouth at 50 miles an hour. Your cough is faster than a greyhound and nearly twice as fast as the fastest man on earth. So when your husband spends all night coughing, remember what an amazing world you live in. Or else,
4: try Robitussin 12-Hour. It soothes and delivers fast, powerful cough relief for up to 12 hours. New Robitussin 12-Hour, because it's never just a cough. Use as directed.
0: Now, back to the Talk of Fame Network with Ron Borges. Cannot play with him. Rick Gosselin. Cannot win with him. And Clark Judge. Cannot coach with him. Can't do it. I want
4: winners.
1: Our first guest was a guy you can win with. He was one of the greatest tight ends in NFL history. Kellen Winslow revolutionized the position shortly after joining the San Diego Chargers as a first-round draft choice in 1979. With Ron's favorite coach, that would be Bill Belichick, later saying that pass-catching tight ends who get paid top dollar, quote, are all descendants of Kellen Winslow, unquote. He's right, of course. Kellen led the league in receptions in consecutive seasons. He was the first tight end to do that. He set a single-season receiving record for tight ends with 1,290 yards that stood for 30 years or until Gronk, Rob Gronkowski, broke it in 2011. He's had a playoff record of receiving yards for tight ends that stood also for 30 years, and he was so good, he was named to four All-Pro teams, the 1980s All-Decade team, the Pro Football Hall of Fame, the Chargers Hall of Fame, and the NFL's 75th anniversary team. Now, of course, we've named him to our all-star list of guests. Kellen, that's quite a resume, and thank you for joining us.
8: Thank you, Clark. You read it just like I wrote it.
1: (laughs) That's, That's the deal, and the check's in the mail, right, Kellen? It certainly is. Hey, Kellen, is Belichick right? Are past catching tight ends all descendants of yours?
8: Yeah, and I can't take credit for it. I was just I was in a great system with Don Coriel, Joe Gibbs as offensive coordinator in the early days, and then, of course, Ernie Zampese and um, Dave Levy and Larry Weaver, but all with the thought of being driven by Coach Coriel that you got to get the ball down the field. It's all about mismatches, and if you got a great quarterback who move the ball around, you could put them with great receivers. You're going to have something special. So I was, you know, there were guys before me who were great pass-catching tight ends, but coaches just never used them in that way. Uh, you know, John Mackey, Charlie Sanders, Jackie Smith. I mean, these are guys I grew up watching. Um, and they easily could have done the same things that I did, split out wide, come out the backfield, pick up blitzes, et cetera but I was the one in that system at that time. and you know, So I, I get struggle along with the credit that should go to Don Correale.
2: Kellen, how much blocking did you actually do? And do you see the tight ends going forward more as wide receivers than tight ends because of the all the passing?
8: Well, blocking is a major part of it. Sometimes you have to deal with that uh, linebacker or with the defensive end, whether you're helping out with the tackle or on your way to the middle linebacker. And as the H-back, you, you know, you had to pick up blitz from time to time with that uh, linebacker running free up the middle or sometimes an offensive line makes a mistake. Maybe they did it on purpose, come to think of it, where they slide <laughs> to the smaller guy and leave you the bigger guy. <laughs> <laughs> I just had an epiphany. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> they did that on purpose. <laughs> so, yeah, they probably uh, did. They probably did, but, you know, we did to talk to them. But anyway, you know, there was a lot of that going on. But sometimes when you watch a game, you know, sometimes the announcers just don't talk about those things. They don't talk about the little things, who picked up the blitz, how the line slid, whether or not was a chip block, you know. And blocking is, does your guy make the tackle? It's not moving somebody up the line of scrimmage or drilling somebody in the ground. That might happen in high school. That might happen in college every now and then. But in the NFL games, very rarely do you see one person get physically walked by another person because they're so strong and so big and their technique is so good. It's usually just you keep the guy off the running back or off the quarterback.
3: Akelle, your former One of your former coaches, Al Saunders, once said that you were, quote, a wide receiver in an offensive lineman's body. Uh, basically, he was saying you were a matchup nightmare, you know, for linebackers, safeties, everybody. How long did it take? before people uh, realized they couldn't cover you with one safety or one linebacker and began to harass you with many people? Well,
8: ask the uh, Oakland Raiders and <laughs> the Denver Broncos, because this is what they did. And this is the brains of what Don Correo did in bringing in that second tight end, me, and you know, taking out the fullback and just moving the person, me, the H-back around the field, was that the Raiders... They started draft. I think for three years in a row, maybe three and maybe two, but they drafted defensive backs in the first round. And teams would start some games with five defensive backs, or we, you know, there were a couple games where teams started with six defensive backs. Or they went from that nickel package to that dime package because we just spread it out. And that you know, again goes back to Don Coryell and what he was able to do, and he changed the way that especially people in our conference drafted. Uh, from a defensive standpoint. You know, the Raiders had those big defensive backs. People started to follow that bad line, the long-ranging defensive back, And um, so they just really changed personnel in the National Football League also.
1: We're with Hall of Famer Kellen Winslow on the Talk of Fame Network. And Kellen, on the show a week ago, we talked about how difficult it is for safeties to get in the Pro Football Hall of Fame. Well, this just in, it's not much better for tight ends either. There are eight <laughs> modern-era tight ends yeah, you're one of them, with only one, Shannon Sharp, who played after 1990. So what's the deal here? Is that more testimony on the tight ends or the Hall of Fame voters?
8: Well, go back even further and look how long it took for those seven to get in. That's, yeah, right, Mackie. Started yep. until, until Mike Ditka in 1993, maybe 92. Yeah.
1: And I think Goose Mike said Mackey was the first one. Goose- didn't Mackey wait like fifteen years or so? Yeah, Mackey waited
8: fifteen. Exactly, and um, you know this was the first. It might have been in 1991. and then of course the year before I went in, John Mackey went in. Thank God, because I was thinking, I was considering not, go, you know, not accepting it. John Mackey's not in the football hall of fame. What am I doing there? yeah you know, it, it, it would have been uh, <laughs> it, would, it would not be fair because John Mackey is, well, oh, he was a beast. Yeah, right, yeah. But anyway, the I think that's what it is. It's, it's those types of trends of understanding the contribution that those players at those positions make. And it's really hard for for people to uh, quantify, you know, the safety.
2: I think it's a pretty safe assumption that Tony Gonzalez is gonna be in the hall. What other tight ends, either past or present, would you put in there?
8: Oh, geez, this is going to be a long list. You're going to see, (laughs) within the next 10 years, you're going to see a flurry of tight ends uh, rushing into the Hall of Fame uh, because it is a passing league. And just like any good offense in basketball, you know, you run your offense through something. Some teams run their offense through the post in basketball, some run it through the point guard, and some run the triangle offense to try to get that open shot. in professional football, your offense goes through the tight end. You've mm-hmm. got to get that tight end going to keep that safety where they're supposed to be in that linebacker where especially the middle linebacker where he's supposed to be to open up the running game and then get that balance. But you really don't get your offense rolling until you know you count how many catches a tight end has. And if you're having trouble moving the ball down the field, especially in the red zone, just count the number of receptions that your tight end has. That's the issue right there.
3: Now, what about some of these contemporaries of yours, or maybe even slightly, yeah, I guess they would be contemporaries. I mean, guys, I'm thinking about it like uh, Mark Bavaro and Todd Christensen-Bavaro. Bavaro, obviously, was a different type of tight end. Or Christensen, do you, what do you think of those guys, you know, Ben Coates? They've been talked about uh, a little bit in the Hall of Fame, but but they seem to get dismissed.
8: I never did like Ben Coates. No. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Ron didn't either. He covered it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, ben Coates and I worked together at Central State University in Wilberforce, Ohio. And mm-hmm. A good man and deserves uh, consideration. Let me be fair about that. I just couldn't resist the—I the, <laughs> never really liked Ben Coates line. And uh, you know, Todd Christensen, Bavaro—you uh, know, it's—it's it's just those names. What people are paying attention to? Bavaro had a reputation of being, um, a, you know, a great tight end, especially an excellent blocker, because that's what the Giants asked him to do. They asked him to take on that defensive end one-on-one. They asked him to take on that linebacker one-on-one, whether it be running the ball or in pass protection. Um, and, of course, there's so many other stars on that team, the Super Bowl teams. Mm-hmm. I think that's what happens to a lot of uh, tight ends and free safeties who play on great teams with so much talent that, they, that maybe the voters is prioritized by position and they never get to those guys mm-hmm. and the tight end. You know, it's just a recent uh, phenomenon in the National Football League. When I say recent, I'm talking about over the last 30 years.
1: We're with Hall of Fame tight end Kellen Winslow on the Talk of Fame Network. And, Kellen, if you had to start a team with a tight end, other than yourself, of course, who would it be and why? (laughs) (laughs) And it's not Eric Sievers, and that could be Pete (laughs) Holohan. Who would it be and why?
8: Now, uh, to be fair, Pete Holohan and Eric Sievers were teammates of mine in San Diego. Right. Is just, just great team, teammates and, you know, just good men. Uh, who would I start with? Um, whew, Tony Gonzalez. Um, Why? Martin Barbaro. Uh, can do both things. You know, Tony's that wide receiver, tight end, H-back, who's, you know, very smart, very athletic. Uh, Barbaro falls into that same category. You know, can looking for that blocking uh, type, tight, tight end who can get you some good yards, especially, you know, down the field and after the catch. There's a couple of guys you just can't go wrong with, you know, a guy like Ivy Newsom, you know, that undersized tight end who was stuck in that Cleveland offense with his hand down on the line of scrimmage so much, and then eventually, eventually, started to move him out and set him up, and you know, get him away from that tackle so he could, you know, get freed up, especially in the wintertime time in Cleveland. We've all been there. <laughs> yeah. Um, but there's been just so many guys that you can do that with, and that's what I love about the. The argument, they'll say who's the greatest. Anybody who's rated to the National Football League and played for a period of time can carry that title of being great because there's only 1,600 guys playing professional football at one given time. So you just can't go wrong with those top-level guys and the names that you mentioned and picking one of them to start to build your team around.
2: Kellen, just quickly, in your mind, who's the most underrated or underappreciated tight end of all time?
3: Oh, that would be me. <laughs>
2: you know, I was, I was, of course.
3: played in New York. You got a gold jacket. Easy for you to say. Uh, yeah, that's right. You got the jacket.
8: Well, I'm a, I'm a middle child, so I have issues. <laughs> the, uh... <laughs> oh, boy. Any club that doesn't use their tight end, and you can tell that they're underappreciated, underused, but any club that doesn't use them because Statistically, those are the clubs that have trouble scoring inside the 20-yard line. They put up a lot of field goals, but they have a hard time getting across into the end zone. There's a lot of yards in between the 20 to the other 20. If you're not throwing the ball to the middle of the field, if you don't have that big target in the middle of the field, when you get down inside that red zone or what would call the green zone, you're going to leave with a bunch of field goals. And you
3: just see that happen. That's what
1: happened in Seattle in the Super Bowl last year. Yeah, that's right. Hey, un- Kellen, unlike Seattle in that Super Bowl last year, we're going to run. Thanks for the time, <laughs> and best of luck with that next wave of descendants. You're doing a heck of a job.
8: <laughs> that was a good one, Clark. Thanks, guys. Take care.
3: <laughs> Thanks, Thanks Kel. Kellen.
1: That was Kellen Winslow. Next up, we'll talk about tight ends who may, just may be on the Hall of Fame radar. This is the Talk of Fame Network. Doc of Fame Network brought to you by MyCleanPC.com. If your computer runs slowly and whose computer doesn't, just go to MyCleanPC.com for a free diagnosis. And within minutes, you can download software to cure what may be ailing your PC. That's MyCleanPC.com.
4: There's a reason why so many celebrities use Proactive. Their faces are their money. And it's time for you to get it because Proactive has set up a special 800 number. For just $19.95, you'll get Proactive and a rotating deep cleansing brush. A $45 value, yours free. For only $19.95, you're guaranteed to get clear and stay clear or your money back. Here's the number, 1-800-644-5944. Call now for a lifetime of beautiful skin. 1-800-644-5944. Little Caesars
7: has a deal so big, I'm going to shout it down this well. It's the Deep, Deep Dish Count. Dish Yes. Get our premium Detroit-style
2: deep, deep dish pizza with more cheese and pepperoni for not eight, but six bucks.
0: What a
1: great deal.
8: It is. Do you need help getting out of there?
1: Well, um, when does it end?
8: November 15th.
1: Then yes, I'd like help.
8: The Deep,
2: Deep Dish Count, only at Little Caesars. Pizza, pizza. At participating locations plus tax. You know
9: the story of Hansel and Gretel, where Hansel left breadcrumbs on the trail so they could find their way back home? That's what you do when you use public Wi-Fi, or shop online, or give out your social security number at your doctor's office or the bank. You leave breadcrumbs on the trail for someone to possibly steal your identity and take everything you own. At LifeLock, we use proprietary technology to detect signs that someone has picked up your breadcrumbs to take what's yours. And unlike free credit monitoring services that only alert you, we have a dedicated resolution staff to help clean things up if all those breadcrumbs get messy. No one can prevent all identity theft or monitor all transactions at all businesses. But with LifeLock, you can keep doing the things you do every day and feel better protected. Isn't it time to help protect yourself from someone eating your financial lunch? Plans start at $9.99 a month. Right now, you can get 10% off Go to lifelock.com and enter promo code NEWS.
0: Now, back to the Talk of Fame Network with Ron Borges, Rick Goslin, and Clark Judge. Well, the Talk of Fame Network is
1: brought to you by Proactive. For just $19.95, you can get Proactive and a rotating deep cleansing brush valued at $45. But here's the best news. You get clear and stay clear or your money back. Call 1-800-644-5944. That's 1-800-644-5944. Talk of Fame Network is also brought to you by GEICO. This GEICO, where 15 minutes can save you 15% or more on car insurance. For more details, go to GEICO.com. And Guys, it was always good to hear from Kellen Winslow, someone who, as we pointed out, reinvented the tight end position, and someone, honestly, I felt was one of the best locker room quotes I ever came across. I'm just wondering... On your list of all-time tight ends, where's he stand?
2: Well, Winslow was in the first wave of wide receivers clothed as tight ends. You know, when the NFL started flanking them out, removing them from their blocking responsibilities, the dynamic of the position changed. The tight ends, today are, are extra wide receivers. If you can catch, you don't have to block. So I would lump the Winslows, Newsoms, Gronkowski, and Gonzalez with the wide receivers. Ranking the pure tight ends, the guys who lined up tight and were asked to block and catch, I'd go with John Mackey, Mike Ditka, and I'm not so sure I would have Mark Bavaro pretty high in that list.
3: It's funny, it's uh, I have this uh, a, a, basically a similar list, the same list actually. But look, by whatever standards you're going to judge a position, Clark, uh, you know, Winslow certainly in the top ten, very. Possibly the top five. He's he's in the top one if it's the drama department when he's dragging himself on and off the field. And he's <laughs> too much. He top ten. He's in the Hall of Fame. Yeah, well, you know. Okay. All yeah, right. Top ten. You know. So are a lot of other guys. Uh, but I you know I like John Mackey uh, as well. Number one. I mean that's a guy who revol- revolutionized the position. And I'll tell you something about John Mackey. While most of his numbers certainly pale in comparison with the receiving numbers of of uh, uh, Tony Gonzalez and uh, you know guys that are coming on like Gronk. One number that he has does not. That guy averaged 15.8 yards a catch. That's a guy who could who could, could take it down the field, even back in the day, uh, but he would also knock your block off, which a lot of these guys yeah. uh, did not. But, look, Kellen Winslow, uh, certainly a top tight end, and as I say, you know if they're going to give out the, an Academy Award, he gets it for that towel over his head performance. So, what was everybody else doing in that game? They weren't working hard? I mean, come
1: on. We're not giving out Academy Awards here today, Ron, but I do want to talk about tight ends of today. Uh, two of you have very, very good ones in your town. Friend of the show, Jason Witten in Dallas, and, of course, Gronk in New England. So, Goose, let's start with you, Jason Witten. If his career were to end today, would he be a Hall of Famer? And if not... What more needs to happen?
2: Well, we've been through this. Tight ends and safeties are the two most overlooked positions in Canton. And to get anyone's attention, you need a ring. Whitten doesn't have a ring. He's never been close to a ring. Granted, his career is not finished. He's going to catch a lot more balls. And with a healthy Romo, Tony Romo, win a lot more games. But Shannon Sharp had two rings, and it still took him three years to get in.
1: Kellen Winslow, no rings. That's right. Good word, He you didn't team. even have a pendant. <laughs> Okay, Ronnie, let's go to you. <laughs> Gronk. Yeah. Does he have a pendant? He's got some rings. I don't know about a pendant. Um, certainly, he's a dominant player at his position. Uh, I know it's early in his career, but he also has Tom Brady as his quarterback, who, contrary to what Tom Brady says, is not going to play another 10 years. Of course, <laughs> neither is Gronk. This just in, neither one of those guys is. But uh, other than injuries, Ronnie, what's an element that could keep Gronk off a Hall of Fame track? Or do you imagine that, let's say, in 15 years, 20 years, whatever, we'll be talking about him at Canton?
3: Well, I I think that uh, injuries really are the only uh, thing that that would be likely to keep him out of the Hall of Fame. One of Goose's uh, uh, favorite phrases, you know, future Hall of Famer, uh, Rob Gronkowski. But, you know, he reminds me a little bit of Ben Coates, who to me is a borderline Hall of Famer. If he had stayed healthy longer, he'd probably already be in. Uh, But he wore out after about six years, and even though he played longer, he wasn't the same player. And you wonder about Gronk, who's getting blasted, uh, you know, play after play, and guys are taking his knees out, and guys are knocking him over, and he's, you know, wrestling with people and running down the field like a wild bull elephant. Uh, His style begs injury, and I think that's the thing that, uh, if anything, prevents him from getting to the Hall of Fame, that'll be it.
1: Okay, well, I asked you guys about two of the best, but there's someone out there, and someone in today's game, I'd put over them, and that's San Diego's Antonio Gates. I mean, we talked to Nick Canepa on the show. He's a Hall of Fame selector. He's seen Antonio Gates, and he tells me that at the top of his career, the top of Gates's career, he thought he was the best tight end he ever saw. Now, I don't know about that, but I do know but Antonio Gates is on the verge of overtaking Tony Gonzalez for career touchdowns for a tight end. So, Antonio Gates, Hall of Famer in the making, Goose.
2: Where's the ring? You need more than statistics. The numbers are so inflated in today's NFL that going forward, everyone is going to have stats. Now, Gates will be a candidate, a strong candidate, that's for sure. But I believe John Mackey was the greatest tight end ever to play, and it took him 15 years to get in, and he had a ring.
3: What are you like a jewelry salesman? <laughs> <laughs> we yeah, don't have sales as a sponsor. Yeah, yet. yeah, Goose, yeah. Come, on. come
2: on, Goose, let's go. You, have uh, you guys been not paying attention in that room for the last how many years? Yeah,
1: <laughs> I've been
3: paying attention. We just yeah. had Kellen Winslow on. No right. rings. Sometimes I pay attention. Sometimes I try not to. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> but you know, look, Goose is right. You know the ring thing. We've all talked about it many times. Uh, you know, what a high percentage of Hall of Famers are also world champions. Uh, and, and that's a, a, a fact, and it's going to be a hole in Gates's, uh resume. Uh, no question about that. I also don't really think of him as a – I mean, look, he's a tight end by position, but I just don't think of him as a tight end. I think of him as sort of like a lumbering wide receiver, you know. I don't see him putting his nose in there very often. So my guess is it'll be a healthy de- debate. One of the things he has to be concerned about is that his numbers begin to pale in comparison to the Gronks and, and even maybe the of the uh, of the world because if the game keeps going the way it's going, these tight end numbers are going to keep getting wackier and wackier, and suddenly he gets lost in the shuffle.
1: Hey, Ronnie, let's make this quick. I know you're a big supporter of Todd Christensen. We've talked about yes. him on the show before. We've had guests on the show plugging in for the Hall of Fame. You've been plugging in for the Hall of Fame. Do you ever see the day when he makes it?
3: Probably not, unfortunately. Uh, when he retired, his numbers were huge. He was one of the first guys to really put up the numbers, you know, nearly 100, two years in a row. But now they've become the norm So, uh, for the elite tight end. So I just think that by the time uh, – uh, you know, we're out of there. People will have forgotten him, unfortunately. Barbara Goslin
1: never has to worry about making it to Canton. He was inducted in two thousand four. True story, two thousand four. And today, as Doctor Data, he is here to tell us why it's always, always good to be able to run in a passing leg. Right, Gus?
2: Yes, Clark, the television networks, the NFL owners, and the game's fans all want the football in the air on Sunday afternoons. They want to see Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers, Drew Brees, and Ben Roethlisberger slinging it around with Julio Jones, Antonio Brown, Odell Beckham, and Des Bryant catching it. That's exciting football, but it's not necessarily winning football. Me? I'd rather spend the day watching Adrian Peterson, Todd Gurley, and LaShawn McCoy apply their craft. Handoffs may not be exciting football, but they are winning football. Last week nine passers threw for 300 yards in NFL games. They went a combined 3 and 6 in those games. On the season 300-yard passers are barely over 500 at 37 and 36. Subtract Tom Brady's 5 and 0 record and the rest of the league's quarterbacks are 32 and 36 when they have those 300-yard days. Last week 14 receivers caught 100 yards in passes. They went a combined 6-8 in those games. On the season, 100-yard receivers are 60-54. and 54. Subtract the 7-0 record by New England pass catchers Rob Gronkowski, Danny Amendola, Julian Edelman, and Brandon LaFell. And the rest of the league's receivers are a combined 53-54 and 54 when they had those 100-yard days. Last week, six running backs gained 100 yards on the ground. They went a combined 5-1 and one in those games. And Darren McFadden's Cowboys suffered the one loss in overtime. On the season, those 100 yard rushers are 45 and 14. That's a winning percentage of 76%. Handing the ball off may not be exciting football. Those three and four yard gains aren't nearly as fun for fans in the stands and those watching on television as the 40 and 50 yard passes, but it's a winning football. Another handoff, please. The
3: dinosaurs are roaming the earth and our show, Clark. They're tromping on our show. We love you Gooser, but I, on this one I got to ask you a, a, a question cuz I, I see these kinds of numbers and I think to my first thing I think to myself when are they getting that yardage are they plowing away at the end of the game like the like the Patriots did with LeGarrette Blunt last week who ended with 129 yards but uh, you know wasn't having a 100 yard rushing day quite frankly until they get a big lead and then okay we'll pound away and pound away so uh, is the passing game getting them a lead and then they're holding it or the other way around.
2: Every team in the league has a hundred-yard rusher. I mean, it's teams run the ball in the fourth quarter, close out games. I think that's that's a big part of it. But um, truth be told, if you run the ball, you don't turn the ball over as much, and you win games. Woody Hayes said three things happen. You throw the football, and two of them are bad. He's right.
3: Speaking of dinosaurs, Woody Hayes.
1: <laughs> that's right. There you go. Hey, Goose, you convinced me. I'm going to take the cue from you. I'm going to start running, too. I'm going to Commercial. <laughs> when we return, we're going to hear why Carl Banks belongs in the Hall of Fame. The goose is going to tell us. You're listening to the Talk of Fame Network. Talk of Fame Networks brought to you by MyCleanPC.com. If your computer runs slowly and whose computer doesn't, just go to MyCleanPC.com for a free diagnosis. And within minutes, you can download software to
5: cure what may be ailing your PC. That's MyCleanPC.com. Hi, Tom Bodet. These days the internet is full of quizzes to find out what kind of fruit you are or what movie character you're most like or what state you belong in. Well, take it from this tangerine space cop who apparently belongs in Alaska, you won't find any quizzes at motel6.com. Just lots of clean, comfortable rooms for the lowest price of any national chain. Now let's see, am I more like a mild Swiss or a smoked Gouda? Well, I'm Tom Bodet from Motel 6 and we'll leave the light on for you.
7: When you cough all day, you forget what a miracle coughing is. Your cough soars out of your mouth at 50 miles an hour. Your cough is faster than a greyhound and nearly twice as fast as the fastest man on earth. So when your husband spends all night coughing, remember what an amazing world you live in. Or else,
4: try Robitussin 12-Hour. It soothes and delivers fast, powerful cough relief for up to 12 hours. New Robitussin 12-Hour, because it's never just a cough. Use as directed. And now,
0: a touching moment while staying in touch with Geico.
4: I remember it like it was yesterday. As I downloaded the Geico app, a bluebird landed on my finger. I said, Hey, Mr. Bluebird, did you know you can add a car to your Geico policy with just a tap of your finger? Just scan the VIN number. It's so easy. After that, we watched the sunset together and ate birdseed. The birdseed tasted super weird, but the sunset was nice.
0: VIN scanning to add a car, just a few taps away on the Geico app.
6: Call Quicken Loans now at 800 Quicken to see if you qualify for the government's Home Affordable Refinance Program, or HARP. And for five years in a row now, JD Power has ranked Quicken Loans highest in the nation in customer satisfaction. And for the second year in a row, they've also ranked us highest in mortgage servicing. Call 800 Quicken or visit QuickenLoans.com. Visit JDPower.com for award information. Call for cost information and conditions. Equalizing housing lender license, law 50 states, Access.org number 3030.
0: Now, back to the Talk of Fame Network with Ron Borges, Rick Goslin, and your Hall of Fame host, Clark Judge.
4: They are who we thought they were.
1: Talk of Fame Network is brought to you by MyCleanPC. If your computer runs slowly, and let's be honest, whose doesn't? Go to MyCleanPC.com for a free diagnosis. And within minutes, you can download software to clean up what may be slowing down your computer. That's MyCleanPC.com. Before we go farther, guys, I thought I'd like to mention that this Saturday, November 14th, marks the anniversary of when Don Shula, yes, friend of the show Don Shula, set the NFL record for most career victories, happened in 1993 with a 1914 defeat of Philadelphia to mark his 325th career win, which was notable, but so is this. We had Don Shula on the show last year, and this is what he had to say about learning from the best Paul Brown.
8: Well, I had the opportunity to uh, to go to a small college, John Carroll, and our coach, Herb Isley, went to every clinic that Paul Brown ever had. So our terminology in college, to a much simpler extent, was the Cleveland Browns playbook, the Cleveland Browns terminology. So it gave me a head start as to uh, what I had to learn and
10: what I had to do to make it pro ball.
2: And I was at the game of Philadelphia. You know that, that seemed like a lot of victories at the time. 22 years later, it still seems like a lot of victories. <laughs> you know, with with parity and the burnout rate of today's coaches, I'm not sure that record will ever be broken. Bill Belichick has the best shot, but he'd have to average almost 11 wins over the next 10 years. By then, he'll be 73, and Tom Brady will be 48.
1: That's okay. Tom Brady's going to play another 10 years, Goose. Uh, listen, there are other notable achievements to be recognized this week. I'm talking, of course, about birthdays. Which is wire producer. Thank you, Derek. Derek Burns has the band playing. On Thursday, November 12th, two of our favorite safeties, Kenny Houston and Cliff Harris, have birthdays. Kenny turns 71, Cliff, 67. On Friday, November 13th, Vinny Testaverdi, who has more career touchdown passes than Joe Montana. True story. <laughs> Vinny has 275, Joe, 273. Vinny turns 52. On Monday, November 16th, one of Goose's favorite players, Harvey Martin, turns 65. And on Tuesday, November 17th, one of my favorites, the versatile Bobby Joe Conrad, the pride of Clifton, Texas, turns 80.
2: I'd like to say happy birthday to the most celebrated of television newsmen, Ed Asner. He played a newspaper editor and also ran a TV newsroom as Lou Grant, first on the Mary Tyler Moore Show. And later on, a show bearing the name of the title character. He's what the three of us remember journalists to be. Bravo ranked Lou Grant as the 35th most memorable television c- character in history. Asner turns 85 on Sunday.
3: Well, I had two possibilities here, guys. Uh, one is the obvious one uh, cheated out of an Academy Award uh, uh, Demi Moore for strip tease. She didn't get the. Uh, She'll be 53, but I figured with the Veterans Day theme, we'll leave her on the poll, and we will go to the greatest general of all time, General George Patton, who once summarized the ultimate goal of war. I don't want to die for my country. I want the other fellow to die for his country. That sums it up.
2: You know whose birthday Sunday is? The Desert Fox.
3: Oh, no kidding.
2: Yes, sir. Two of the greatest generals in the history of the world. Yeah,
3: Rommel. He was a bad boy. Yeah.
1: Well, congratulations to everyone, bad and good. You're going to be receiving congratulations from our Rick, Dr. Data who will also invite all of you for auditions at quarterback with this week's Dallas Cowboys, or <laughs> maybe an invite you for auditions at San Diego for wide receiver. In the meantime, Goose, he's been busy on another project. He's trying to get another Spartan. Yes, another Spartan, former linebacker, New York Giant, and Michigan State Spartan, Carl Banks. Into the, into the Hall of Fame. Here they come again, the Spartan Marching Band. Goose, you wrote about Banks on our website, thetalkoffamenetwork.com. Yes, you wrote about them this week, and apparently you're leading the Marching Band. For, for those who might have missed it, Goose, tell them why you're a believer in Sparty Carl Banks.
2: Carl Banks formed one half of the greatest outside linebacker combination of the NFL's 3-4 defensive era, maybe of any scheme of any era. He teamed with Lawrence Taylor to dominate offenses and power the Giants to two Lombardi trophies. Banks stuffed running games in the run game and muscled tight ends in the passing game from his strong side linebacker spot. Taylor terrorized quarterbacks in the pocket from his weak side linebacker spot. Both were named to the 1980s NFL All-Decade team, but only half of this combination is enshrined in the Pro Football Hall of Fame. Taylor was a first ballot selection. Banks has been eligible now for 15 years but has never even been discussed as a finalist. There are only 12 outside linebackers in Canton and not a single set of teammates. Pick one and the quota is filled. But Banks and Taylor became the first set of linebacking bookends from the same team ever selected to an all-decade team. No pair has been named to an all-decade team since then. Banks became an All-American at Michigan State and went to the Giants on the third overall pick of the 1984 draft. He became a starter in 1986 and was a leading tackler on a New York team that captured its first Lombardi Trophy with 120 tackles. He followed that up with a team-leading 113 tackles in 1987 with a career-best nine sacks, earning the only Pro Bowl selection of his career. He would go on to have 100 tackle seasons with two other franchises as well, the Redskins and Browns, but there were no more Pro Bowls. Even when he forced seven fumbles in 1989, there was no Pro Bowl as reward. He played a position that didn't generate Sacks. He wasn't the primary blitzer. That was Taylor's job. Banks chased tight ends as Taylor was chasing quarterbacks and glory. Banks wound up with almost as many passes defensed in his career, 35 as he did Sacks, 40. But PBUs don't send a player to Hawaii for the Pro Bowl, nor to Canton for that gold jacket. So Taylor has his bust. He played a stat position. Banks did not. That kept him out of the Pro Bowl, and it's keeping him out of Canton.
3: Okay, Spartacus. Harry Carson. Hall of Fame linebacker or Carl Banks?
2: Carl Banks. Carl Banks and Lawrence Taylor, I believe, were the greatest edge tandem in history. You couldn't beat the Giants at the edge. Everything was funneled inside. To Harry's credit, credit, he made those tackles when the ball was funneled inside. But without Banks and Taylor, he wouldn't have had those tackles.
1: Hey, Goose, if you put Banks in the Hall of Fame, that's going to make three Giants linebackers from the 1980s Hall of Famers. So if they were that exceptional... How does this team ever lose a game? I mean, how is that defense not considered one of the best of all time?
2: Should be. You know, they, <laughs> the Bears had the greatest defense of all time in 85, and next year the Giants played as well or better with Banks and Taylor
1: and Carson. You guys always say... We always say what? We always say, it's a two-minute warning, Goose! It's a signal we've got to run. Goose is going to run this week's two-minute drill, and Derek Burns is always going to run the clock. Goose, if you're ready... Let's get it going.
2: Where's Colin Kaepernick on opening day 2016?
3: Throwing out the first pitch for the Giants. Trying to save his career and his ass on a bad football team not in San Francisco. <laughs> Where is RG3
2: on opening day 2016?
3: Anywhere Jay Gruden is not. <laughs> Sharing emails with his new best friend, Colin Kaepernick, from a new address.
2: <laughs> Where is Greg Hardy on opening day 2016? 2016.
1: With attorneys signing adoption papers for his new papa, Jerry Jones.
3: (laughs) That's an easy one, Goose. Team captain of the Cowboys. (laughs) Aaron
2: Rodgers has lost back-to-back starts for the first time since October 2010. Can he still spell relax?
1: Yeah, he can, but spelling is not the problem, Goose. Defense
3: is, and he doesn't play it. He can, Goose, because he went to Cal. He can spell uh, relax. He can also spell high blood pressure because he's got it. Who's the best cornerback
2: in the NFL this season? Dale Revis, Richard Sherman, or Josh Norman?
3: Norman, and
1: he could be the team MVP.
3: Uh, Quickly, they forget. Patrick Peterson. He may be better than all of them. (laughs) Who's the next head coach of the Detroit Lions?
1: Jim Harbaugh. Oh, wait a minute. That's disrespectful. So, um, Jim Harbaugh.
3: (laughs) I don't know, but I'm going to say a novena for the guy because the last Lions ex-coach to be rehired as a head coach was Buddy Parker in 1957. <laughs> this is where coaches go to die. Devonta Freeman, Morgan Freeman, or Antonio Freeman? Freeman McNeil. Morgan Freeman. I like to watch movies, not coaches' tape.
2: Who catches more passes for the Rams this season? Tavon Austin in 60 games or
3: newcomer Wes Welker in eight? Eight?
1: Welker's going to be gone after three with the next
3: concussion. Yeah, Tavon Austin. Welker would be lucky if he lasts eight minutes, let alone eight games.
2: Who gets to the Super Bowl first, Philip Rivers or Derek Carr?
1: Carr. He lives closer to Santa Clara.
3: <laughs> Derek Carr, the player, and the Cars as a halftime act. Oh, I like it. <laughs> Who are the real Atlanta
2: Falcons, the unbeaten Falcons of September or the winless Falcons of November?
3: The
1: middle of the road Falcons of October.
3: Have you been reading over my shoulder, Clark? <laughs> I stole my whole line. This is unbelievable. Can you believe I that, I love Gusa? to cheat.
1: I'm like the the Patriots. The team. I got, that got come. A I of paper, to cover my paper like in
3: seventh grade math. It's
1: brutal.
2: <laughs> Russell Wilson spent his bye week in Mexico with singer Ciara. Where would you spend your bye week?
3: In Mexico with a singer Ciara. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, but if I'm with Ciara, it's my hello week.
1: Well, that's the end of our first hour, but don't go anywhere. In the next hour, we have Cincinnati's Tyler Eifert, salute to Veterans Day, and Dave Burkett of the Detroit Free Press to tell us what's wrong with the Detroit Lions. You're listening to the Talk of Fame Network. Talk of Fame Network is brought to you by Proactive. For just $19.95, you can get Proactive, plus a rotating deep cleansing brush valued at $45. Better yet, you can get Clear and stay Clear or your money back. For more information, call 1-800-644-5944. That's 1-800-644-5944. You know
9: the story of Hansel and Gretel, where Hansel left breadcrumbs on the trail so they could find their way back home? That's what you do when you use public Wi-Fi, or shop online, or give out your social security number at your doctor's office or the bank. You leave breadcrumbs on the trail for someone to possibly steal your identity and take everything you own. At LifeLock, we use proprietary technology to detect signs that someone has picked up your breadcrumbs to take what's yours. And unlike free credit monitoring services that only alert you, we have a dedicated resolution staff to help clean things up if all those breadcrumbs get messy. No one can prevent all identity theft or monitor all transactions at all businesses. But with LifeLock, you can keep doing the things you do every day and feel better protected. Isn't it time to help protect yourself from someone eating your financial lunch? Plans start at $9.99 a month. Right now, you can get 10% off. Go to lifelock.com and enter promo code news.
0: Now back to the talk of fame network with Ron Borges, Rick Goslin, and your hall of fame host, Clark judge.
1: Welcome back to our number two of the talk of fame network. In this hour, we're going to hear from Cincinnati tight end, Tyler Eifert, as well as hall of fame voter, Dave Burkett of the Detroit free press on what's going on or what's not going on with the Detroit lions. And, Run through our mid-season awards, but first, this week, as you know, marks Veterans Day, and the NFL had coaches outfitted in fatigues and camouflage to honor veterans. We're not going to do that here, but we are going to honor veterans, and I'm talking about our favorite vets on the football field. Essentially, it's a Hall of Fame of veterans, and no, we don't have to get the approval of a board. We have to get the marching band in here, and thank you, Derek, for queuing that up. We just have to nominate them, so let's get started. Ronnie, I'm going with your favorite team. Not talking about the Patriots. Nope. No, Raiders. Oops. Glenn Raiders, the greatness. We're 39-year-old Charles Woodson. No, not Rod. No, not Darren. Talking about Charles Woodson leads the NFL with five interceptions. And I'll tell you what impressed me about him, guys. That defining play in last weekend's loss to Pittsburgh. So he said, you know what? 57 yard pass to Antonio Brown. And it could have been a touchdown. Except it wasn't. And it wasn't because Charles Woodson chased down Antonio Brown and forced him out of bounds. Now, look, I don't care that Steelers won. I don't care about that. What I do care about is Charles Woodson never, ever, ever gave up on that play. He's the kind of guy who makes everyone around him better and the kind of guy who one day should, yes, should wind up in the Pro Football Hall of Fame. Uh,
2: I know you've had great folly and trashing in this fall, Clark, but uh, one of my favorite veterans is Peyton Manning. He's a stand-up guy. Win, lose, or draw, he's there to explain the how or why. He offers insight, humor, and intelligence with his answers. He's going to leave the game with all the major passing records. He's already the all-time leader in touchdown passes, and he's three yards away from Brett Favre in the career yardage mark. He's 39, and may lack the skill set he had when he was 29, but that three-touchdown day against Kansas City this fall and that 340-yard day against Green Bay showed everyone he can still dial it up. I'll miss him when he's
1: gone. Especially when you're going to Papa John's.
3: Exactly, with those free coupons he gives us. Uh, <laughs> That's right. <laughs> I'm going for the friend of the show, Steve Smith Sr. Yeah, yes. He's out for the year now and uh, maybe for his career, uh, but he was on his way to another Pro Bowl season at 117 years old, which is not easy. Uh, you know, Through seven games, he was on pace for 100 catches and nearly 1,400 yards. He ended up finishing with 46 for 670. Uh, and he was just as feisty and just as competitive as ever. I love the, the way, uh, the attitude he brought to the field and the way he played. Uh, he was a great player, a great blocker, tremendous competitor, great talker, and and that inside that guy, the fire burned bright. Uh, tr- tremendous, tremendous uh, player and one great veteran.
1: <laughs> you guys never cease to amaze me. I mean it. I mean,
3: don't do it. I'm begging you,
1: don't. don't how can do it? How can nobody mention Tom Brady? Yeah, I said Ron, Tom Brady, yeah, Binky, I mean, he, Binky Brady. He makes thirty eight. Look like the new 28. His team's undefeated. He's the league's leading passer. And his club looks like, well, Ron, you can tell me. Looks like it could be, no, should be in a second straight Super Bowl, which means, yeah, which means nothing's changed around New England with Tom Terrific except
3: his age. And the air in the balls. Put some air in the balls. Oh, please. Guys, I've got a deep appreciation
2: for the second greatest place kicker of all time, Adam Vinatieri. Six teams have already moved off their opening day kickers this season. There is no patience with kickers. No job security for kickers, yet Vinatieri has kicked in the NFL for 20 seasons now for the team of his choice, first New England and later Indianapolis. He ranks third on the all-time scoring list and has made more clutch kicks than any kicker in history. I've spent four days watching the game and have come to a respect consistency and excellence. Vinatieri is long on both.
3: I can't believe you missed this guy. Uh, there's four undefeated quarterbacks in pro football this year. Tom Brady, Andy Dalton. Cam Newton, an undefeated 40-year-old Matt Hasselbeck. Matt Hasselbeck, <laughs> product of Boston College, 2-0. He was 48 for 76 this year. He won uh, with the Colts when Andrew Luck couldn't, and now he's going to get the chance to play for probably five or six weeks now with the uh, injury to uh, Andrew Luck sustained in the Denver game. Look, he came in and he played just the way you want a guy to to play who has done all he's done. Two, three touchdown passes, no interceptions, smart, was a really good player when he was playing all the time in Seattle, took a team to the Super Bowl. Matt Hasselbeck, forty years young, my favorite quarterback.
1: I like the choice. I like the choice. Hey, I'll mention one other guy here, and that's Larry Fitzgerald. Listen, you know, people were writing this guy off before the season started. And guess what? I look at where he is now. Where he is is in second place in terms of touchdown passes. This guy never gets old and yeah, one day we may see him in Canton. Sorry goose. Future Hall Clark, of Fame
2: yeah, You're usually the guy writing people off.
1: Yeah, not this guy. Not this guy. Hey, Every listen, guy but Brady. You mentioned Adam Vinatieri. You know one thing about Adam Vinatieri? He never stops. However, we must. But don't go away. Next up, Cincinnati tight end Tyler Eifert. We're going to ask him about the Bengals and about that position he plays. The Talk of Fame Network. The Talk of Fame Network is brought to you by MyCleanPC. If your computer runs slowly, go to MyCleanPC.com for a free diagnosis. And within minutes, you can download software to clean up what's slowing down your computer. That's mycleanpc.com.
5: Hi, Tom Baudet trying out this Paleolithic diet. You know, the one where you eat the stuff cavemen used to eat? Well, right now, I just want to hunt and gather a pizza. For you, on the other hand, I recommend a steady diet of Motel 6, where you can get a clean, comfortable room for the lowest price of any national chain. Sure beats this cave, not to mention the loincloth, which is draftier than I anticipated. I'm Tom Baudet from Motel 6, and we'll leave the light on for you. Book online. At motel When you're
9: running your own business, you're bound to be busy. Too busy. Too busy worrying about your budget. Too busy scheduling appointments. Too busy to build a website for your business. And because you're too busy, it has to be easy. And that's where Wix.com comes in. With Wix.com, it's easy for you to create your stunning website. Go to Wix.com and create your website today. It's easy and free. That's WIX.com. You know the story of Hansel and Gretel, where Hansel left breadcrumbs on the trail so they could find their way back home? That's what you do when you use public Wi Fi, or shop online, or give out your social security number at your doctor's office or the bank. You leave breadcrumbs on the trail for someone to possibly steal your identity and take everything you own. At Lifelock, we use proprietary technology to detect signs that someone has picked up your breadcrumbs to take what's yours. And unlike free credit monitoring services that only alert you, we have a dedicated resolution staff to help clean things up if all those breadcrumbs get messy. No one can prevent all identity theft or monitor all transactions at all businesses. But with LifeLock, you can keep doing the things you do every day and feel better protected. Isn't it time to help protect yourself from someone eating your financial lunch? Plans start at $9.99 a month. Right now, you can get 10% off. Go to lifelock.com and enter promo code NEWS.
0: Now, back to the Talk of Fame Network with Ron Borges. Cannot play with him. Rick Gosselin. Cannot win with him. And Clark Judge. Cannot coach with him. Can't do it. I want winners.
4: And and <laughs>
0: Well,
1: Talking Talk of Fame Network brought to you by GEICO. That's GEICO, where 15 minutes can save you 15% or more on car insurance. For more details, go to GEICO.com. Just heard about winners. Our next guest is one of them. He's one of the most productive and popular players on the undefeated Cincinnati Bengals. I'm talking, of course, about Tyler Eifert, who leads the league in touchdown catches with nine, which halfway through the season ties him with Bob Trumpy and Rodney Holman for the Bengals' franchise record. Tyler's a former first-round draft pick who was so good at Notre Dame. He was a John Mackey Award winner and who today is an integral and indispensable part of one of the league's three undefeated teams. Tyler, thanks for joining us.
8: No
10: problem. Thanks for having me.
1: Hey, Tyler, first question. How do you explain what's going on in Cincinnati? I mean, you weren't supposed to come back on the Ravens, but you did. You weren't expected to overcome Seattle, but you did. And you certainly weren't expected to come back on Pittsburgh in Pittsburgh, But you did. There are signature victories all over the place. So, what's going on with the Bengals?
10: I think it's a combination of things, but uh, I think it starts with just some of the leaders in the locker room that you know have been here for a couple years now, and you know us who were younger guys have have looked up to them, and you know we've we've grown pretty close as a team, and we have confidence in each other, and we never never in in those games that we were losing, and like you said, maybe shouldn't have come back, but we never never doubted that we were going to come back we kept that confidence and kept playing hard
2: Tyler is this the most complete team college or pro you've been on
10: yeah I think um, I mean talent wise we have some of the best athletes in the in the league and some of the best players and I think for a long time it's been or at least for a couple of years it's been that way and it's it's always been talking about how how good of players we have but you know nothing has ever ever happened and still we haven't really done anything yet but you know it's good to see the guys playing together and and playing up to our potential.
3: On this show, we spend a lot of time talking about history. We're all Hall of Fame voters. Uh, Two of these guys are older than dinosaurs, and then there's me, of course. Uh, And I'm just wondering, you know, you played tight end and defensive back in high school, and uh, did you grow up wanting to be a tight end, number one, and was there a tight end that you emulated, a guy that you either watched play or watched film of?
10: Yeah, I mean, in high school, I did. I played receiver and defensive back, like you said, and then going into college, I wasn't really sure what position I was going to play. I mean, there were six times on the depth chart, and I weighed 215 pounds, so I wasn't really wasn't sure, you know, what was going to happen. And you know, kept working hard. I put some weight on and uh, ended up being the tight end. But growing up, being from Fort Wayne, not too far from Indianapolis, I watched quite a bit of Dallas Clark, and yeah, watched him a lot and tried to tried to emulate him.
1: What about his game? Did you like most, Tyler?
10: Well, I, I think it was pretty cool how he never wore gloves. That was pretty awesome. I don't, <laughs> yeah. I don't think I could. Uh, I think it's so much harder to catch football without wearing gloves. But how he taped the fingers up—that was always a signature thing. But you know, he wasn't wasn't the biggest guy, but always seemed to make big plays and always played hard. So uh, that was probably the main thing.
1: Where was Cincinnati's Tyler Eifert on the Talk of Fame Network? And Tyler, uh, earlier we had Kellen Winslow on this program. And Bill Belichick once said the top dollar pass catching tight ends of today are all descendants of Kellen Winslow. Uh question for you. Have you heard of Kellen Winslow? Do you know of him? And if you don't, whom do you consider the platinum bar against which other tight ends are measured?
10: Uh yeah, I do know who I do know who he is. I don't really I haven't really watched him a whole lot, so I couldn't really comment on his game.
6: Caught a lot of passes.
10: Say, yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, I, I think you'd have to go with, with Gronk just as um, purely based off looking at his production over the past three or four years. has been uh, one of the best in the league, so i probably go with him.
2: Tyler, tight ends were once known as blockers first, receivers second. Today, of course, it's the other way around. How much blocking do you do in the Bengals' offense, and do you see yourself more as a wide receiver than a tight end?
10: Uh, I do quite a bit of blocking. I don't... We. I've I played almost 100% of the staffs this year. And, you know, it's not like I'm being subbed out to bring in a blocking tight end or things like that. So, you know, that's that's part of my job description and something I take pride in. It's not always been the easiest thing for me, but always something I've had to work a little extra at and try to get better. And, you know, I'm not saying I'm I'm a dominant blocker, but always willing to, to put my face in there and do whatever it is to help us win.
3: Do you like it or, or do you just sort of accept it as... Uh, as this is something that you have to, that's part of the job.
10: Yeah, I'd say, I mean, when you have a key block and it springs someone for a long run and a big touchdown, you know, the only thing that's better than that is individually is probably catching a touchdown. You know, it, it does feel good to block well, but I wouldn't say, I mean, I wouldn't say it's the funnest thing in the world to do, no, but <laughs> it's, um, you know, it's something that helps the team win, and I'm happy to do it to help us win.
3: I cover the Patriots, so obviously I. I've seen every snap Gronk took. And it's amazing to me sometimes how many often the teams don't seem to double-team him in big situations, uh, and he sort of just appears to be running down the seam or Have you noticed a difference uh, in coverages that you've gotten this season as it has progressed? Um, and if not, uh, have you been surprised?
10: Uh, yeah, I'd say the biggest adjustment that I, I probably see is just teams trying to get their hands on me early put someone right over me when I'm in line and really try to latch on and never really let you get going. Uh, That's probably been the biggest thing that I've seen.
3: How much of an adjustment for your game was that? How difficult was it to get used to that and finding ways to free yourself up?
10: Are you talking about this year? Yeah. Or just, yeah, I mean, it's things where you go back and you look at the film and I think the biggest thing is recognizing what they're trying to do uh, before they do it, have a plan of how to get off the line and, um, Get, get the defender started one way and, and then go another. But um, I think just recognition of what they're doing before the ball is snapped is, uh, is a big big key with that.
1: We're with Cincinnati's Tyler Eifert on the Talk of Aim Network. And, Tyler, we have players tell us on this show all the time that they study standouts at their position, either to get help or to get helpful tips. Do you, and if you do, who are those players?
10: Yeah, Coach, uh, Coach Hayes, he, we watched cut-ups uh, quite a bit of guys like Tony Gonzalez, um, Jason Witten, uh, guys like that who, uh, you know, early in their career, maybe they beat someone with speed, but just their precision and their routes and understanding defenses and how they always seem to be somehow getting getting open when, you know, they're not they're not really running away from people. So I think Watching them has really been helpful. Just um, understanding what the defense is doing and just running your routes with precision. precision. Is Antonio
1: Gates one of those guys you look at too?
10: Yeah, uh, he he's been in some of the cutups. He's more um, kind of kind of freelance. He's kind of he's got such a good connection with Philip Rivers that he kind of almost does his own thing sometimes. And but they're just always on the same page.
2: Tyler, what's been the difference in Kyra and and Andy Dalton this year from a year ago?
10: You know, I don't think it's just from a year ago. I think it's just been a process. I mean, since I got here, I think he was in his second or third year. But, uh, you know, so he was still pretty young. And I think he's just gained that maturity through the years in the league and um, really understanding defenses and protections. And that's really, I think, giving him confidence. And when you have more confidence, you're more, you know, you're you're more uh, likely to speak up in the huddle and, Guys really look up to you and you know you just walk around with with that swagger and, and confidence about him this year, which has been good
2: is it an unfair burden that Andy and Marvin carry because of the playoff failures
10: I'm sorry, is it what
2: is it an unfair burden that your quarterback and head coach have to carry because of the playoff failures
10: uh, you know I don't think they they look at it as a burden. I think people are always talking about it and and they in their head you know we've been to the playoffs last year four years or whatever it's been and obviously that's not our ultimate goal but teams don't just you, you don't just make the playoffs here and then you're out like that's a that's an accomplishment in itself but at the same time we we want so much more so um, you know that's our that's our first goal and their first goal is to get back to the playoffs and then go from there but you don't see you know w- within the locker room that's not something we are worried about or talk
3: about we're going to give you the uh, general manager's hat here for a minute, uh, Tyler. And you're st- we're, we're starting a team. We need a tight end. Uh, you can't pick yourself. Uh, who would you take uh, if you were starting a team and you could have any of these guys playing tight end, and and why? What 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 does that player have that would be important to you at the position?
10: Yeah, I think I think you go with uh, Gronk. I mean, you, we talked about earlier how it, it may be a pass first league with the tight ends, and there's a lot of tight ends that they, they might say they're willing to, to block, but they're just, they'll turn that down uh, if they can. So I think he's one of those guys that he, he's he's a good blocker, uh, obviously phenomenal pass catcher, and a guy that's produced over the past couple of years, and so um, yeah, I'd definitely say him.
1: Tyler, just to follow on Ron's question, but if you were to put on that GM's hat, what are you looking for in a tight end? When you do the cut-ups, what are you looking for when you measure tight ends against each other? What's the quality that stands out the most? I mean, it's got to be more than a guy who just catches a lot of balls.
10: Well, I think, I mean, like I said, there's, there's guys that, you know, don't play to the whistle. They just maybe put their hands on a guy and then they're done. But you know, there there's only a certain number of guys that are always a blocker when they don't have a, have the ball trying to help the other receivers get more yards, help the running back get more yards. And, I mean that that's a big part of it, and then it doesn't really matter how fast or how athletic you are if you're catching balls and making plays on a constant basis. That's that's got to be the, the, the number one thing.
2: You're, you're in pretty rarefied here. There's never been a Cincinnati team that's gone eight and zero. How do you deal with that attention and and also the speculation of an unbeaten season?
10: I think the coaches do a good job of reminding us that we've got we've got bigger goals. Not that not that we need to be reminded we're sitting here uh, patting ourselves on the back thinking that we did something, but they do a good job of keeping us motivated, keeping our, keeping our heads focused, keeping our thoughts in the right, in the right spot. And, you know, the guys, we, the talk of going undefeated is just, it doesn't matter. I mean, would it be cool that when everything is all said and done to win the Super Bowl and go undefeated? Yeah, that would be, that would be an added bonus, but we have our goals set. We know what we're trying to do. And, and the Super Bowl is the ultimate goal. So that's, uh,
1: that's where our focus is. Hey, Tyler, we're out of time, but thanks so much for spending time with us, and best of luck with the rest of the season. Yeah,
10: no problem. Thanks for having me. Thanks, Thank
1: Tyler. you. That was Cincinnati tight end Tyler Eifer. Up next our Hall of Fame and Shame midseason awards. This is the Talk of Fame Network. Talk of Fame Network is brought to you by ProActive. For just $19.95, you can get ProActive and a rotating deep cleansing brush valued at $45. But here's the best news. You get clear, and stay clear or your money back. Call 1-800-644-5944. That's 1-800-644-5944. We're also brought to you, of course, by GEICO. That's GEICO, where 15 minutes can save you 15% or more on car insurance. For more details, go to geico.com. But that's not all. We're also brought to you by MyCleanPC. If your computer runs slowly, and Ron, whose computer doesn't, huh? Just go to MyCleanPC.com for a free diagnosis. And within minutes, minutes, you can download software to clean up what's slowing down your computer. For more information, go to MyCleanPC.com.
6: Call Quicken Loans now at 800-QUICKEN to see if you qualify for the government's Home Affordable Refinance Program, or HARP. And for five years in a row now, J.D. Power has ranked Quicken Loans highest in the nation in customer satisfaction. And for the second year in a row, they've also ranked us Highest in mortgage servicing. Call 800-QUICKEN or visit quickenloans.com. Visit jdpower.com for award information. Call for cost information and conditions. Equalizing lender, license in all 50 states. Access.org number 3030. Do you freak out
4: every time you break out? Try ProActive. There's a huge reason ProActive is the number one acne treatment. It totally works. For just $19.95, you'll get ProActive and a rotating deep cleansing brush. A $45 value, yours free. For only $19.95, you're guaranteed to get clear and stay clear or your money back. Here's the number, 1-800-644-5944. Call now for a lifetime of beautiful skin. 1-800-644-5944. Little Caesars has
7: a deal so big, I'm going to shout it down this well. It's the Deep, Deep Dish Count.
0: Dish Count?
7: Yes. Get our premium Detroit-style Deep,
2: Deep Dish pizza with more cheese and pepperoni for not eight, but six bucks.
0: What a great deal.
2: It is. Do you need help getting out of there?
0: Well, um, when does it
1: end?
2: November 15th.
1: Then yes, I'd like help.
2: The Deep, Deep Dish Count, only at Little Caesars. Pizza, pizza. At participating locations plus tax.
7: When you cough all day, you forget what a miracle coughing is. Your cough soars out of your mouth at 50 miles an hour. Your cough is faster than a greyhound and nearly twice as fast as the fastest man on earth. So when your husband spends all night coughing, remember (coughs) what an amazing (coughs) world you live in. Or else, try Robitussin 12-Hour.
4: It soothes and delivers fast, powerful cough relief for up to 12 hours. New Robitussin 12-Hour, because it's never just a cough. Use as directed. Now back
0: to the Talk of Fame Network with Ron Borges, Rick Goslin, and your Hall of Fame host, Clark Judge.
3: They are who we thought they were.
1: Talk of Fame Network is brought to you by ProActive for just $19.95. You can get ProActive plus a rotating deep cleansing brush that's valued at $45. Better yet, you not only get clear, but you stay clear or your money back. Just call one 800 644 5944 That's one 800 Six four four five nine four four. We're also brought to you by MyCleanPC. If your computer runs slowly, and Ron, who's doesn't, just go to MyCleanPC.com for a free diagnosis, and within minutes you can download software to clean up what's slowing down your computer. For more information, go to MyCleanPC.com. And guys, as you slow know, down.
2: hold slow slow down. Okay, I've got one here more we go. Veteran. This is trouble. I have one more veteran I want to recognize from a couple segments back. Tom Pratt. He coached the defensive line of the Kansas City Chiefs in the very first Super Bowl. Fifty years later, he's now a pass rush consultant on the staff of the Arizona Cardinals with yet another shot at a Super Bowl. Now that is a veteran. That's
1: yeah, I like veteran. it. Good wow. one, Goose. I like it's it. Older than you, Goose. <laughs> <laughs> well, to start to say, as you know, we're nine weeks into the season, which means every team has played at least eight times. So why do I mention that? Because every team has reached the halfway point. I know more are or some more, nine games into the season, but that's not our concern here. What is is a schedule that allows us to roll out our midterm Hall of Fame and Shame Awards honoring the good, the bad, and Goose, the Detroit Lions. So are you guys ready? Here we go. Goose, first up, midseason MVP. Tom Brady, he's proving this
2: season he can throw properly inflated football better than any quarterback <laughs> in the game. His team doesn't lose, and he's the reason. Ugh.
3: Derek Carr, quarterback of the Raiders. Where are the 4-4 four and four Raiders without Derek Carr? They're in Hades. That's where he's thrown 19 touchdowns and, more importantly, only four picks. He's only been sacked eight times. He has a QB rating of 104.3, which is among the league's best. He can't win without an elite quarterback, and Derek Carr is becoming one.
1: Unbelievable. Ron. The Raiders! If you live closer to Foxborough or maybe if you saw the Patriots play every weekend, you'd understand... This one's as easy as telling Jerry Rice from Condoleezza Rice. It is, of course, thank you, Goose, Tom Brady, and it's not even close. Yeah. Next up, offensive MVP. Goose?
2: I'll go with Julio Jones. He has 11 more catches than anyone in the NFL, plus the most receiving yards. He's got 500-yard games. That leads the league. He signed the biggest contract ever given an NFL wide receiver last August. This fall, he's showing why he deserves all that cash.
3: You're like Ben Carson. You're all over the map here. You're talking about if the you don't need receivers. It's all about running back. You pick Julio Jones. Devonta Freeman's the man down there. He's the only non kicker in the top 20 in scoring. He's got 11 touchdowns, nine rushing. He's run for 721 yards. He's caught 48 passes for another 420. He's carrying Mighty, uh, Matty Ice on his back and Julio Jones on his front. Devonta Freeman, offensive MVP.
1: Ronnie, it's Goose and Julio down by the schoolyard.
3: <laughs> Indeed. And what are they up to? Is the question. <laughs> <Yeah>.
1: <laughs> Who knows? Hey, for me, it's easy also. Philip Rivers. I mean, marvelous player on a bad, bad football team I and mean, a her football team. I mean, there's only so much he can do, which means he can't block or tackle. Unfortunately for Philip Rivers, neither can his teammates. <laughs> of now show. let's hear it for defensive MVP. Goose,
2: you're up again. Easy, Josh Norman. He leads the NFC with four interceptions and has returned two of them for touchdowns. Carolina has always been built to win on defense. Norman is a big part of the reason the Panthers are unbeaten this season. He leads the NFL with 17 passes defense has also forced and recovered a fumble. He's having the type of season Del Rivas and Richard Sherman
3: wish they were having. Right side of the ball, Goose, wrong guy. to Tlaib. He's the leader of the no-fly zone. He enforces it better than the United States Air Force. He can cover anybody. He's bold enough to challenge everybody. Uh, He's really, in my mind, the best player on the best defense in football out there in Denver. And, fellas, remember, he once said to me, yours truly, when when asked about what he was looking for in New England, I want to win! Exactly like that. That's Ron's voice. not covering anybody this week. Yeah, yeah well, it was a little eye-poking situation. It yeah. Happens, yeah. Ron, what, do he threaten to poke you in the
1: eye if you didn't vote for him? <laughs> hey, in, in acknowledgment of Veterans, Day, <laughs> in <laughs> <laughs> in <laughs> of Veterans Day, I want to go with a guy who also wants to win. That's Charles Woodson, 39 years old, Oakland, five interceptions, Playing well on a not-so-good defensive football team, but keeping the Raiders, yes, keeping the Raiders afloat. Not just Derek Carr, not just Amari Cooper, Charles Woodson. Okay, Goose, next up, Coach of the Year. Who do you have?
2: Jack Del Rio. I doubt even Ron saw the revival of the Raiders coming. Now, we expected the Bengals, Packers, Packers, Panthers, and Patriots all to be good, but did anyone expect the Raiders to be in the playoff hunt as we jumped toward Thanksgiving? Del Rio has made this roster younger and changed the culture in the building. This team can run, pass, and play defense. Al Davis would be proud.
3: He would indeed. I saw this one coming. Jack Del Rio, good pick. But I'm going with Marvin Lewis. He's overcoming a lot of negativity, not only outside the building from guys like Clark, but in the hearts of some of his players. (laughs) They still have to do it in the playoffs, sure, but there ain't no. They made a statement uh, that they are who we thought they were five years ago. I'm taking Riverboat
1: Ron Rivera. (laughs) (laughs)
3: Riverboat Ron,
1: winner of the last 12 regular season games. Though, uh, Ronnie, I must admit, I have friend of the show, Marvin Lewis, a close second. And your buddy, Bill Belichick, deserves consideration, too. But, of course, he's got the best quarterback on the planet. Ron Rivera doesn't. He has the best running back playing quarterback. Okay, next up, biggest disappointment, Goose.
2: The lack of quality and consistency in the officiating. There have been bad calls every week and more huddles than a peewee football game. Uh. <laughs> There's a 64 penalty difference between the number one penalty crew and the number 17 officiating crew. The less I see of officials, the better. Let the players decide the
3: games. Unfortunately, that hasn't been happening this season. Well, for me, guys, it's Matthew Stafford, and I know his team stinks, and the front office stinks, and the coach is depressed and, and uh, surrounded by negativity, but... The guy's got 13 touchdowns and 11 interceptions. He's been sacked 22 times. Leader's got a lead, and clearly he ain't doing it.
1: Goose, you'll be surprised by this. Got to be Peyton Manning. Oh! Here we go. People were asking if he's the greatest quarterback who ever lived. Now, of course, they're wondering where's the next interception come from? Watching him descend is painful. It is painful. The guy's terrific, had a great career, still winning but he's 39 and not playing well. We're watching the end of a brilliant career, and maybe, just maybe, at the start of another. Papa John's is at his door. Roddy, 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 Roddy. Well, here's a guy who deserves to be on our list of midseason awards as the best and most offensive player of the year, with the emphasis on offensive. It's Ron Borges with his Borges or bogus. It's bogus. Yes, bogus and Ron this week. Ron, I heard you lining up behind Mike Zimmer to give us another reason not to like what's going on in St. Louis.
3: <laughs> Look at. It. Everyone in the NFL is concerned today about concussions and player safety. We know this because they keep telling us so. Well, maybe the Rams missed the memo. Nothing trumps safety concerns faster than a hole in your roster. And the latest evidence is the Rams signing of oft concussed Wes Welker on Monday not long after the NFL suspended its, its third receiver, Stedman Bailey, for violating the league's substance abuse policy. This is Bailey's second such suspension in two years, guys. And the Rams say they're very concerned about his personal conduct, and if it continues, they'll take action. They're yeah, sure they will. Uh, after suffering three concussions in nine months, the Broncos decided not to re-sign Walker in 2015. Uh, this, of course, had nothing to do with the fact his production had dropped off, and he began to drop balls even when he was open. Of course not. Bogus. No one knows how many concussions Wes Welker has sustained going across the middle, which is where he made his name and his money for 12 years. All the NFL executives in the league know is until you're in the Rams situation, it was too many. Some have said it's six. Others have said it's ten. Certainly it's more than the three in Denver that he he had within nine months. Only Wes Welker knows for sure if he still remembers. Uh, In an ESPN magazine profile of him a year ago, Welker admitted to sometimes forgetting things like his keys or what restaurant he was in. But then he added, my, my wife looks at me like, how can you not remember that? Is it the concussions? I'm like, no, babe, I just forgot. Yeah, maybe, but not likely. Bogus. The NFL admits upwards of a third of its players will suffer long-term cognitive deficiencies in later life, far above the norm in the general population. It says it's focused on the concussion epidemic and player safety. Then you see Wes Welker running around in a uniform, and it's hard not to conclude that's bogus. A man is entitled to make his own decisions, and Welker has made his. He's been trying out with various teams since last spring, hoping to catch on, and he thought he'd have a job after week one when unsigned veterans can be hired without automatically guaranteeing their contracts. Well, he was off by 10 weeks, to say the least. But soon he'll be back in the slot for the Rams, who can be sure of two things. Wes Welker will catch passes over the middle when they ask him to. As Jeff Fisher put it, I think he'll be able to move some chains for us. He will, right up until he's crumpled on the floor of another stadium with the sound of Chinese chimes rattling through his head as a dark fog settles over him. One of these times, that fog is not going to lift. But he's lucky. He's working for an organization that cares about player safety. So, Ron, how do you patrol
2: this? Does the NFL implement a 3 concussion rule to end a career, a 5 concussion rule? How do you put an end to this?
3: Well, I think it's very, very difficult. And I, and I think the only real way to put an end to it is that these owners and teams walk the walk, not just talk to talk, and just don't hire the guy back. They're not going to stop trying to get these jobs. They're not. So it's the employers who are going to have to say, look, we, we just can't do it. It happens in boxing all the time. They say you don't have a license. You can't do it anymore.
1: Ron, the owners aren't going to stop, but we are up next. Dave Burkett of the Detroit Free Press on the decline and fall of the Detroit Lions. You're listening to the Talk of Fame Network.
7: At GEICO, we've been innovating car insurance for over 75 years with forward-thinking ideas like online quotes and the GEICO mobile app. And to prove it, we'll play one of our first radio commercials from 75 years ago. Hi, Jiminy, Geico could save you money on your car insurance, which is what we'll be doing over 75 years from now. Who knows? Maybe with some sort of application that's accessible on a futuristic handheld device. We'll call them online quotes. See? Forward
0: thinking. Geico. Saving people money for over 75 years. Hi, I'm Bruce Fabrizio, inventor of Simple Green, the iconic cleaning formula known around the globe. Since being introduced to households and businesses over 35 years ago, the family of Simple Green products has grown. But one thing all of them share is my full commitment to their excellence. Simple Green. Try a Simple Green product today, and if you're not 100% satisfied, I'll refund your money. Visit us at SimpleGreen.com. Simple Green. Simple Green.
9: You know the story of Hansel and Gretel, where Hansel left breadcrumbs on the trail so they could find their way back home? That's what you do when you use public Wi-Fi or shop online or give out your social security number at your doctor's office or the bank. You leave breadcrumbs on the trail for someone to possibly steal your identity and take everything you own. At LifeLock, we use proprietary technology to detect signs that someone has picked up your breadcrumbs to take what's yours. And unlike free credit monitoring services that only alert you, we have a dedicated resolution staff to help clean things up if all those breadcrumbs get messy. No one can prevent all identity theft or monitor all transactions at all businesses. But with LifeLock, you can keep doing the things you do every day and feel better protected. Isn't it time to help protect yourself from someone eating your financial lunch? Plans start at $9.99 a month. Right now, you can get 10% off. Go to
0: LifeLock.com and enter promo code NEWS. Now, back to the Talk of Fame Network with Ron Borges, Rick Goslin, and your Hall of Fame host, Clark Judge. Ah!
1: The Talk of Fame Network is brought to you by ProActive. And listen to this deal. For $19.95, you get ProActive plus a rotating deep cleansing brush, which is valued at $45. Better yet, you're guaranteed to get clear and stay clear or your money back. Speaking about calling, just call this number, 1-800-644-5944. That's 1-800-644-5944. We're also brought to you by GEICO. That's GEICO, where 15 minutes can save you 15% or more on car insurance. More details, call Geico. Com. Well, it's not insurance the Detroit Lions need, it's assurance. They're 1-7, which is good if you want to draft Michigan State's Connor Cook, best available Spartan, but not good if you're trying to sell tickets the second half of the season. I don't know what's going on or what's wrong with the Lions, but I do know someone who does. That's Dave Burkett of the Detroit Free Press, and we've called him. We have him with us today. Dave, thanks for joining us.
11: No problem. How are you guys doing?
1: Good, great. First question. GM's gone, team presence gone, offense coordinator, offensive line coach gone. <laughs> How much longer do you give Coach Jim Caldwell before he's gone? Uh, an
11: hour and a half. I don't know. Man. <laughs> That's kind of
10: what it seems like. You know, it is.
11: Uh, look, I think everybody across the league, at least the people that I've spoken to, think that it's just a matter of time before you know Jim Caldwell and, and virtually everyone else, you know, with that organization, joins Martin Mayhew and Tom Millan and and those others that you mentioned in the unemployment line it's just um beyond what's happened on the field this year disappointing one in seven season. uh there's just a lot of, of apathy has sort of set in amongst the fan base and it's sort of residual still from the the matt millen era that mayhew obviously was an extension of millen caldwell is seen as an extension of that and people just want a, a clean house a, a fresh start you know a sort of a, a do-over for this organization and and I think it's uh, you know they're going to get it after the season.
2: Dave, how confident are you that Martha Firestone Ford can do what her husband and her son could not fix this mess?
11: Yeah, I don't know. I mean, that's a uh, a big question right now because there certainly are some some you know questions about the ownership group and the structure of ownership. As you you know talk to people across the league, that look if they're going to be able to lure a top GM candidate, you know one of those guys out there that you know will have options whether it's this year, next, or somewhere you know here in the near future. I think they're going to have to assure people that, um, you know, that that a succession succession plan is in place um, for, you know, Martha Ford is 90 years old, that uh, Sheila Ford, hemp, who has taken a, a pretty strong role in, in ownership, her voice at least carries a lot of weight with Martha Ford and, and Sheila's husband. Uh, they want to see what sort of uh, owners those, those two are going to be uh, make sure that one thing that William Clay Ford was not uh, was, was, he was not a meddlesome owner you know he let his people he gave them a long leash for for better or worse and, and he let them go to work and i think uh, that's a good thing and i think people want to make sure that the new uh, ownership structure uh, is going to you know allow them that same latitude
3: how is uh you know matthew stafford taking all of this i mean you know it looked like he was getting ready to take off and he was going to be the, one of the next great quarterback and a how responsible do you think he is for the troubles there and b how has he just sort of taken uh, this season
11: yeah, he's had a bad year and, and you know, he's he's not without blame for everything that's gone on. Um, you know, he's he's like Jim Caldwell, Joe Lombardi, that group was brought in to fix him in, in a lot of ways. That was sort of how it was sold at least when they hired this group back in um, you know, two thousand fourteen, January two thousand fourteen and, and and Stafford seems to have regressed under their watch a little bit. He's completing a higher percent of his passes, but he's not throwing for as many yards. He, he seems to not be able to make it through his progressions quite as well. So You know, he's certainly at fault uh, on some level. There is a little bit of a chicken or egg theory there. You know, the offensive line has not afforded him much time, and and some of his weapons have sort of um, betrayed him a little bit. Uh, But he's another one whose future is a little bit murky right now because if the Lions are going to be picking one or two in the draft, if they're going to be doing so with a new general manager, new coach, whole new front office, maybe it's a group that wants to start fresh with a new quarterback rather than give Matthew Stafford a big deal uh, a year or two from now. Uh, and Stafford is still a valuable asset. So that's one of the big questions that the new general manager
1: is going to have to answer. We're with Dave Burkett of the Detroit Free Press. And, geez, Dave, all this negativity. What What's it like living in the dungeon of doom?
11: Right. <laughs> well, you know what? I, I'm trying to figure out if that's a, a step up or a step a step down, because I think Rod Marinelli called us the room of stink a few years ago. So, <laughs> we, we've been dealing with this for a while. so. But, no, look, it, it, I think it's, it's a reflection of um, the general public at large. Look, this is an organization that have not won a playoff game since 1991. So when you're going on 25 years without a playoff victory, uh, you know, without a uh, uh, with one division title that is in, in that span, um, there's just a lot of people that want change.
4: And, uh, you know, they're,
11: I don't think fans at least are going to stop until they get it.
2: David, it's been 58 years since this team won a championship. As a native Detroiter, that's almost my entire lifetime. Do you think the Lions can win a title in your lifetime?
11: Man, uh, you know, I think I'm a young guy and have some years to live here. But, <laughs> uh, you know, the uh, the recent history would, would tell you no. I mean, look, it's I, I don't know that I would ever predict the Super Bowl championship for a team. Those things are tough to attain. But I think the Lions, you know, they have some things in place um, that the new regime will be able to work with, whether they like Stafford or not. Um, if they don't like Stafford, they should have a pretty high draft pick. Some of the salary cap woes that they've had, you know, in the past years, um, those are going to be a thing of the past after this season. Uh, they're at least in decent shape that way. Um, they still have some. Um, they don't have the, uh, you know, all the playmakers that they had on defense that really led them to the uh, one of the best defenses in the NFL last year. But I, I think they do have a, a good group of supporting talent. You know, DeAndre Levy is a good player. Glover Quinn still has a couple good years left in him. You know, Darius Lay has shown some flashes. So I think there are some, some some chips there to work with. It's just a matter of getting that quarterback position either straightened out or fixed uh, and then, you know, building the depth on the roster.
3: I wanted to, just for a second, get back to this Dungeon of Doom thing. I'm fascinated by this. You know, in, in your opinion, what possibly is Caldwell thinking to to say something? I mean, what's it supposed to be? Happy Valley? I mean, <laughs> what, what what is the guy Did thinking when he there? says that? <laughs> yeah, yeah yes exactly right he did oh uh, what was he thinking
11: yeah no you know what and I get you know just full disclosure I was actually uh still over in Europe when he made those comments after the Lions played in London so um whether they were maybe directed at me a little bit or not I, I don't know but I I didn't hear the entire exchange live but I I think it's just a matter of you know and he said this before in some some private conversations that um, you know, this is a different media market than than he's been a part of. And in terms of, you know, there's there's three papers that um, you know cover this this team on a regular basis for when you include ESPN for media outlets. And I think places that he's been in the past that wasn't always the case. So uh, when you couple that with with the history of the Lions organization and who's and mentioned it, you know, the, the fact that this this franchise has not won anything of significance since 1950s, it's just something that. Um, you know, I don't know that he fully appreciated what he was stepping into when when he came aboard. And You go back and you look at his first press conference as Lions coach, he was asked something about, you know, this being sort of a ready-made team and, and being on the hot seat. So I, I do think from day one, he felt that. And I know within the organization last year, they, they won 11 games. They were, came within a whisker of winning the, the NFC North. At the end of the year, they were they were you know catching a lot of heat for Dominic Raiola got suspended one game and Dominic and Dominic Hinsu got suspended the week after. I know there are a lot of people that just didn't like the the pressure that they were feeling, uh, in the sense that maybe this was a little bit of a house of cards last year when they had such a good season. So I think you couple that with being one and seven right now, that's really you know put him and put the organization down in the dumps.
1: Hey Dave, you might recognize that sound. It means there are only two minutes left before another Lions loss. But thanks for joining us, <laughs> Ouch. and and good luck with that room of stink.
11: <laughs> yeah, you got it. We're gonna get a sign made, so. You guys,
1: thanks, Dave. Thanks, Dave. Thanks, All Dave. Guys. That was Dave Burke of the Detroit Free Press. And this, well, this is the two-minute drill. Goose, you got it. Take it away.
2: Where does New England's bid for perfection end? At Denver in
3: November or the Jets in December?
1: With the Lombardi Trophy in Santa Clara in February.
3: You'd rather play uh, at sea level than altitude. It'll end in Denver in November.
2: (laughs) Where does Cincinnati's bid for perfection end? At Arizona in November or in December in Denver?
1: Arizona. Revenge of Carson Palmer.
2: Denver. Altitude's a bitch, boys. Where does Carolina's bid for perfection in Dallas on Thanksgiving Day or New Orleans in December?
1: Dallas Goose, there are a lot of things to be thankful for, and Tony Romo's return is one of them. Damn not sure in Dallas
3: Goose, no matter what.
2: <laughs> Jay Cutler is now Chicago's all-time leader in touchdown passes. So, Jay Cutler, Jim McMahon, or Sid Luckman?
3: Rudy Bukich. Sid Luckman of the three, he's the only one who was better than his hype.
2: What would it take for the 2-6 and six Baltimore Ravens to make the playoffs?
3: The rest of the AFC North
1: to call in sick for the second half of the season.
3: Divine Intervention.
2: Charles Woodson, Darren Woodson, or Rod Woodson?
1: Rod, only one in the Hall of
3: Fame. Any Woodson from this group, but I'll go with Rod, too. If,
1: if you could
2: start a team with any player ever to come out of the great state of Texas, who would it be?
1: Temple,
3: Texas's Sammy Baugh. I used to see from Sweetwater, Texas, bro you got to go with Sammy. He could pass, intercept the pass, punt the ball. He could do it all. But you know what? If you give me Earl Campbell, I'm okay.
1: We want to thank Ellen Winslow, Tyler Eifert, and Dave Burkett for joining us, Derek Burns for producing us, and you for listening to us. If you'd like to listen to this or any podcast, just go to our website, talkoffamenetwork.com, or dial us up on iTunes. Otherwise, you can catch us at this time and on this station next week. We'll look for you then.
5: Hi, Tom Bodette. Apparently, it's not enough to go on a weekend jog. Nowadays, so-called fun runs have barbed wire, mud bogs, and flaming hoops. Can poison blow darts be far behind? But Motel 6 is a safe stop in the long or short run. Always a clean, comfortable room for the lowest price of any national chain. Book online at motel6.com. I'm Tom Bodette, and we'll leave the light on for you. Ow, was that a blow dart?
7: When you cough all day, you forget what a miracle coughing is. Your cough soars out of your mouth at 50 miles an hour. Your cough is faster than a greyhound and nearly twice as fast as the fastest man on earth. So when your husband spends all night coughing, remember what an amazing world you live in. Or else, try Robitussin 12-Hour.
4: It soothes and delivers fast, powerful cough relief for up to 12 hours. New Robitussin 12-Hour, because it's never just a cough. Use as directed.